Hello there, my name is Jeff and welcome to the Game Sharks Podcast, episode 22, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world, Ultimate Tag. <laughs> Dude. Andrew's new favorite thing in the world. It's so ridiculous. They're like doing a TV show, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's on Hoop. The first episode is up. And I watched it. And it's so bizarre. It's... It's hilarious. The uh, it's like everyone is trying to take it seriously. Like the contestants, the uh, the like professional taggers. They like basically hired a bunch of like parkour people and like bodybuilders, like athletes mm-hmm. that nobody knows. And so their only like purpose is for this show. Um, and like, but they all have like these personas. So like, there's one guy who's like the geek, right? And he has like. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite, like curly orange hair with the big glasses, and then there's a uh, there's the Beach Boy who's like in shorts and no shirt and like says Beach Boy stuff, and like they just like take it super seriously, and they definitely handed out signs to the crowd because they have signs that are like dedicated to some of the taggers, and it's like this is the first episode. So, like, it, is it supposed to be like an actual sporting event, or is it like? kind of like wrestling where it's like it's a it's a show you know like both. it's an act it, it a little bit of both yeah no it's like it's like a game show like minute to win it but you both tag yeah oh okay think like ultimate ninja warrior how that was that very niche japanese yes. thing and then they turned it into a big nbc name brand uh mm-hmm. game show that's what they did with this okay and everyone okay. only watched the american version yep yeah and video yeah, games. I missed, I missed the original Ninja Warrior. That and, shit was where it's at. And video games. Uh, joining <laughs> me is Andrew. You're right. And Derek. Hello. No Adam this week. He had to do a last minute uh, pulling out of the podcast. He had he forgot that we were recording a day early. Andrew is moving tomorrow, so we were recording yep. this on Wednesday instead of Thursday. Congratulations, Andrew. Our main topic for the day is going to be Andrew's top five video games of all time, continuing our little streak of going through each of the main hosts, talking about their top five favorite video games. Uh, We have a couple news things that we're going to hit up, but first, as always, we're going to start with email. And we have one email today, and it is from (gasps) Steve. Wow. Dan Santos destroying his streak. But I feel he didn't know we were recording early, whereas Steve did. So, oh, unfair bummer. advantage. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Start sending your emails earlier. Steve Guys. said, "Hello, everyone. As to Jeff's question of when football became mainstream slash popular, it's really started becoming mainstream. It did. It really started becoming mainstream until after the first dynasty in the 1970s, Pittsburgh Steelers." and the beginning of the second dynasty, San Francisco 49ers, in 1981. There are some nuances, such as the playing card market and TV deals, but the short answer is the dynasties uh, are good for business. My lull examples are SKT, TSM, Liquid Fanatic, and G2, and Cloud9. Fuck you, Steve. I would expect League of Legends to blow over faster than football, only because of social media and technology. We didn't start getting to get football as we see it today until 1991 with Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. So yeah, going back about what we were talking about last week. um, And I was kind of comparing where esports is now to how long it took football to get where it is. Apparently it took much longer than we thought. Cause if he's saying what the 70, 81 is when the second dynasty started. 
and then 91 is when it like really got popular and became what it is today so if you say 91 what that's 20 years and leagues in its 10th year 30 years jeff that's 30 years ago jeff oh my god <laughs> 30 years ago. but compared to the 100 that it's been around uh you know it's only 30 <laughs> percent easy math so right right wow yeah so uh, pretty so I think compared to football, esports is taking off much faster than uh, football seemed to. Steve continues yeah. on to say, Joker is right. Joker being the person who won that tournament without using a quarterback. The Madden tournament that we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Joker is right. A run-heavy offense and good defense would work, i.e. the New England Patriots over the past 18 years. But there are way too many variables to control for it, so for it to work in the real world, such as money, incompetence, and undisciplined coaches slash players. Basically, this style works in the real world just like it does in competitive Madden. Joker's average finish is three point four and has only won one championship. Good results, but not a lot of championships. Hmm. Yeah. Does that okay. mean much to you, Derek? You're a you're a football guy. You get really into the fantasy stats and stuff uh i don't think i, I that means nothing to me okay cool yeah, yeah. Means nothing steve he said that the idea would work but it's not practical like if everyone was on board and like yeah. money was oh, a yeah. factor but yeah um lastly he says all right that's enough football i was wondering if you guys had any thoughts about twitch slash youtube or streaming in general i know you guys tend to play video games that don't lend to streaming and andrew's twitch channel lasted a month that's fucking savage (laughs) wow it is such a huge part of the gaming market but it is also incredibly toxic for a community that complains endlessly about verbal abuse it is surprising to me that there's so much of it do you guys like watching twitch streams do you like or want to stream do you think that this will continue to be a huge part of the industry. I finally learned firsthand how a toxic League of Legends can be, and my only response is a disappointed wow. Best, Steve. Um, I don't really follow any streamers, like, like personality-wise. Yeah, no. I mostly use Twitch and YouTube to watch people um, if I'm watching an eSport or if I'm trying to learn something particularly with smash or uh, when valorant first came out i was using it as a way to learn about the game valorant i don't follow any personalities i'm not like there's people like nairo who's a smash Bros. player and he has a cult following and he calls his the people who follow his stream naifus which is nairo waifus there's like all these communities and people fall in love with singular people i'm not about that life then yeah Honestly, I turn off any chat either in YouTube for live events or in Twitch. I just make it so I can't see it because, yeah, it's just all toxic, crazy people. I'm not there to be part of a community. I'm there to watch a specific thing. But, yeah, video game culture is fairly toxic, especially esports. And it's just it's that thing where there's no repercussions to screaming profanities and insults and just horrible things into the internet because no one's ever going to come find you and beat the shit out of you like you can't do that at a football game because if you scream something very uh outlandish the person next to you is probably going to punch you in the face but there is none of that in esports and video game online culture you know you can everybody's banged everybody's mom on uh (laughs) call of duty it's true yeah i don't know 
uh yes yeah, so he was telling me about how he people were being super toxic to him in league of legends i'm like yeah just welcome to competitive online video games there there's a mute button in every game and i highly recommend you use it um yeah yeah i don't really use twitch for much anything other than watching esports but the i i browse youtube pretty regularly there are a lot of let's players i follow um but in terms of like you know twitch itself yeah i don't I don't follow any like personalities. The only time I've used it recently is to try and farm for beta keys for Valorant. So, yeah. Yeah. Valorant and uh, Runeterra. Yeah. Same. Yeah. So I don't much anymore, I think maybe within the past couple of months, but I used to watch uh, streams every day. Hmm. Uh, I used to watch, uh, I watched, so I started off watching uh destiny streams um because anytime there was like new 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 content out uh or like new raids out i would watch uh like the world's first raid or or just to see like what new content came out that day uh and it was because it was always during the day when you know i was working so that's what i would like put on in the background uh while i worked is i'd put a stream on um so i started watching uh king gathalion um and I, I liked his his kind of mentality of, of streaming. He had like a he had a pretty big Twitch following, I think, at the time. I mean, I, I don't know what like the scale is. You know, you see like people like Ninja or, or like uh, Tim the Tatman, and like I don't know, they have like thousands, like tens of thousands of viewers at a time. Like sometimes hundreds of thousands. Um, where he, I think his community was maybe like you know eight thousand daily viewers or whatever. Um, but I didn't. I never participated in chat. Like I always moved chat. Like I don't. I don't care about that. I just kind of want to like hear this guy's opinions on the game. And and you know he was like pr- kind of funny. And uh, it was always fun to watch him like play with his buddies because they always had like a fun back and forth. Uh, but then he moved to Mixer, uh, and I've watched a little on Mixer. But Mixer is very very different than Twitch. It has a very different community from what I've heard. Like much, much less toxic community less um, toxic, I don't, huh? yeah like well because it's like the the most people you might have in like a big stream is like ten thousand. you know like it's not mm. it's the the amount of people using mixer it like what are watching mixer is way 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 less than twitch um but i think they they gave him a, a hefty sum to to move to mixer ninja uh uh, uh so ninja i think who's it Shra- shroud no, Shroud still is on Twitch. I was watching. No, I think... Are you positive? I was watching Shroud for uh, Valorant. I thought to get Valorant beta keys. I could have swore he was on Twitch still. Maybe not. Uh no, yeah, he's on he's on Mixer now. Oh yeah, last uh, live yeah. seven months ago. You're right. And then uh yeah, and then King Italian. Uh so. Uh, I don't watch much anymore because I just don't like do that during the day anymore. Um, and yeah, I like, like you guys, I never really got involved in communities, but I know like, uh, for a lot of people, like a good community is, is really important. And I think for a lot of their viewers, the sense of community is also really important. Um, one of the other, I've also watched, I don't know, you guys know of, uh, Co, Co Carnage. I'm not familiar. He's like a pretty popular variety streamer and that, but is known for his like very upbeat and positive community um 
and and stuff like that. I mean, a lot a lot of these guys that I've watched are like super involved in like uh, like charity streams and 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 giving back, and so like they do like work with a lot with St. Jude. So I think that they're not toxic people, and so they don't attract toxic chat. Whereas like there's some really popular streamers that are kind of toxic people that you know that's what they that's what they bring to the table. Like I, uh, I know, like like Doctor Disrespect is one of like the most I've heard like toxic streamers out there. He gets in trouble for a lot of stupid shit, but then his like chat is also just as toxic as he is. Yeah, that's if that's what you go there for is for toxicity. Tyler, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tyler one is reformed man. Uh, <laughs> not according to some recent Reddit posts. Yeah, he's trolling again. Anyways, uh-huh. yeah. That's that's our opinion on yeah. Twitch and streaming as a whole. Thank you yeah. for the email. I don't really email. like having to be live with them, you know? Like I feel like if I I feel like I miss out if I'm not there, you know, for like the whole time. Mm. That's, that's why fair. I like YouTube where it's like an allotted time and then boom, it's uploaded and you can just watch the whole thing whenever. And then stream vods and then by themselves are like 4 hours sometimes plus, so that's true. That that's a hard pass. I mean, I- but I feel like that that feeling of of uh, missing out is what keeps the streaming like it's why streaming is going to stay popular. It's why it's going to keep like building because that that's what what people keep keep keeps people showing up is like oh I don't want to miss that funny moment that might be a a gif later or you know that kind of thought stuff. Yeah, but for me, I'll just wait till the gif comes out. Right. Right. It's All like right. I'm not gonna bend over backwards to try and uh, and make it to this thing. Thank you, Steve, for that email. We really appreciate it. Keep them coming. Um. All right. Let's talk about news. I heard you guys like Kingdom Hearts. I heard you oh, like. Oh God. I heard you like who? Kingdom Hearts so much that they're gonna make a TV show on it for Disney Plus. Oh boy. Yeah. So apparently, according to some inside people, they are making a kingdom hearts tv show from disney plus and square enix is going to be the ones in charge of it uh creating the pilot using unreal engine oh yeah okay so okay. it's going to be it's going to be digital it's probably going to look very similar to how kingdom hearts 3 looked triangles um, so many triangles <laughs> well unreal 5 is not out they'd probably make it an unreal 4 um but yeah that uh, we'll see i don't know if they would kind of start from scratch and tell the story as a whole, or if it's going to take place after three, I don't know. Um, apparently a lot of the original voice actors from the game are going to rephrase their roles, which is cool. (laughs) I I, I I don't don't remember kingdom hearts being known for its acting. Oh, it's pretty like the <laughs> the delivery of voice lines and the way characters interact in Kingdom Hearts is some of the worst in all the video games. It's <laughs> really bad. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna be very interested to see at least one or two episodes of this to see if, if somehow they manage to make something really interesting or if it's just gonna be a train wreck. Um, it's gonna be popular and very heavily watched regardless just because there are so many diehard kingdom hearts fans that will consume anything kingdom hearts yeah which is I, baffling I, to me but it is also <laughs> baffling to me i mean i used to be a big kingdom hearts fan and then the third game broke me or the way. kingdom hearts 3 broke me 
there's way more than three games. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that progresses. I don't know. I have no positive or negative feelings about it. It just is. <laughs> I'll, I have Disney Plus, so I'll definitely at least watch one or two episodes for sure. Uh, no way I'm putting this on any screen that I own. So supposedly there's going to be a PS5 conference coming as early as next week, and it may take place on June 3rd, which is next Wednesday, I believe. Um, let's see. This is a Bloomberg report. People with direct knowledge of the matter have said the virtual event could take place on June 3rd, but also be cautioned that the plans have been in flux and that the date may change. Um, so it like it seems like Sony is doing a big or a slow rollout of PS5 news, like when they randomly dropped the way the controller looked and we finally got to see that for the first time. Uh, and that's kind of where they did the Unreal 5 demo, which is more of an Unreal 5 demo, but they were saying, oh yeah, this is on the PlayStation 5. So it kind of went in Sony's favor. Um, but yeah, so we could be getting more PS5 news next week. From what I've heard and read, this is could be a big dump of info like you think like price release date what the box looked like type of dump uh maybe not price and release date but uh most likely what it looks like and i'm hearing rumors of gameplay footage ah so so uh, would it be first part you think we'll learn what first party games are going to launch with the system because we don't really the only thing i think we know right now is assassin's creed valhalla right i wouldn't be surprised as a launch title valhalla yeah yeah i'm fairly certain it's it's, that it's coming out on the system but um they haven't i don't know if they've confirmed directly but i think it's heavily implied that it's going to be out with the system yeah I, i i doubt if we get any first party announcements, there'll be more than like one. Yeah, like one big one, like a Horizon first dawn. Yeah. Or probably New not Crash Bandicoot. Oh man, that would be actually a huge <laughs> one. More yeah. likely, I think that like, hey, Last of Us 2 is going to be on PS5. Hey, Ghosts of Tsushima is going to be on PS5. I, I don't know if they'll announce that yet. Though. Oh no, I feel like they have to announce it before just like announcing it just before it comes out i think would be the the good move instead of announcing it after it comes out because <laughs> people will be pissed what for go- i mean i think people will play last of us regardless i could see people waiting to play ghosts until a ps5 comes out if they're like mostly excited about it but not the kind of people that would need to play it the day it came out, which goes to Tsushima. It's a brand new IP. Um, it's not like there's... Oh, yeah, like uh, if I can fucking wait for that to come out on PS5 and then just play Paper Mario in June or July. Yeah, right? That would be Yeah, July. Nice. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, yeah, so big news on the horizon, potentially. Look forward to that. We're definitely going to be talking about that next week for sure. Um, all right, last bit of news I have. It was kind of a slow week overall, but there's a couple, a pair of Last of Us 2 things. We are three weeks out, four weeks out? I think it's three weeks. Yeah, yeah um, three like weeks. That. Three weeks out from The Last of Us Part 2. 
The first story related to it is that it appears to be blocked in the Middle East, in some Middle Eastern countries, not being able to be bought on the PlayStation Store, the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia, to be specific. Um, these people who are having trouble buying it on there will link their accounts to a U USA or UK account and then can buy the game. So it seems like it's specifically being targeted in these countries. Um, hmm. They haven't made any comments on it, but the thoughts seem to be that um, it has to do with um, certain content in the games. Like um, Ellie is gay in the games and apparently the government over there is not too keen to having stuff of that nature out in open media. Uh, a big um, example of this is apparently the movie Onward, the Pixar movie that came out earlier this year, was banned, uh, okay, yeah. was banned in those countries as well because there was a reference to a gay relationship in it. So that's mm. seeming like why this is happening. Which sucks for those people because you know everyone's really excited for this game and also bigger issues beyond that you know freedom of speech equality for everyone kind of thing yeah but, yeah it's just shitty but apparently they can if they have uh the forethought and the savviness to link up their accounts as a u.s or a uk account they can still get the game so there are workarounds for them to be able to get it but they won't be able to get it through their own so, yeah, through their own account or whatever. Yeah. Huh. Uh, the other news for Last of Us Part Two is that there was a state of play about two and a half hours ago, and they were showing off some new gameplay footage, a couple new story details for Last of Us Part Two. Um. Uh, did you guys get a chance to watch it? Yes. Yes, what, I did. What did you think? Uh. It's The Last of Us. It's yeah. uh, there wasn't really anything new there. Yeah, it you know just... nothing major at least. But like I think that's deliberate and that's fine because it's such a story-driven game that they're not going to go and reveal like a new big story detail. Like talking about the locations uh, that the game's going to take place in is cool, uh, and then the gameplay was pretty much more or less what we already knew. Like, yeah. We, you know, there was nothing groundbreaking there that we didn't already have footage of. Definitely. Just kind of like a new section. Seemed pretty similar to the first Last of Us game. Uh, and mm. one of the big things that they were pointing out is that Ellie, uh, being much smaller and younger than Joel, she's more nimble. She can climb things easier than him. She has a jump button, which there was no option for in the first game. Uh, and a big part of her ability or the way she survives, whereas Joel is just this hulking dude who can just tank uh, himself through people ellie's whole thing is dodging and maneuvering around people and kind of yeah outsmarting them with her uh her nimbleness mm -hmm. uh which is exciting it's so it's the same gameplay but just with different elements to it stealth is going to be probably more important uh I, there are some cool things they showed about you could craft silencers for pistols, which is really cool. That wasn't in the first game. And it's it's one of the things where, like, you'll only have a couple shots before it breaks. Uh, it seems to have replaced the shiv. From what I could tell, in the first game, shivs would break after two uses, I want to say. Um, whereas, yeah, I think so. Whereas in this game, she has a switchblade, which seems to just be permanent, which is cool. 
So they're taking away one breakable item to give you replace it with a permanent item, but then giving you new options of items that you can craft that have limited uses. So mm. it's cool. I, I'm really excited. Yeah. And so that that kind of makes sense also from like a I don't know, you know, a lore perspective, like, you know, the first game is kind of right ish after everything, you know, things people don't know what is available. So like, yeah, like uh Joel just using whatever he can find to stab a guy, like, yeah, that makes sense. But then like Ellie, like, okay, it's this is like years, a couple of years, because I think it says they said it's a few years after, yeah. you know, yeah, people have, years. you know, established. All right, yeah, now we can craft silencers, but now we have not, you know, everyone's got a knife now. Like we found enough knives. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, I'm pretty excited about it. Like I was telling Andrew earlier before the safe play actually happens like i don't need to be convinced to play this game anymore like i'm already gonna play it i'm already very excited for it there's not much they could show me in this that would change my mind to mm-hmm. make me want it more or less so part of me was like oh should i even watch it but i have a podcast about video games so i had to watch it so i could talk about it <laughs> um, but yeah it's just i'm excited about it yeah there's bad guys that ellie is trying to fight that's really Apparently, a lot yeah. of them. Yeah, there was like a lot. She of killed people. a lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting. Um, it definitely seems more populated with humans. Yeah. Where in the first game it was a lot more. It felt like a lot more zombies and then less humans. This seems mm-hmm. like it's gonna be the reverse. Yeah. So, Who was the Jeff? You played the game the most recently. Who was the person at the end? The person at the end. Oh, that. Yeah. Did she go like remember me? I I thought that was the girl that in like the original trailer that she was dancing with. No. Are you positive? Y- yes. Okay. Because she was like a. I think it was someone from the first game. Was it? I did not recognize who that was. Uh, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I've played it so long ago. I don't remember. I don't lot, think it was so. a character from the first game. I think it was. I thought it was that girl. Um, but. Then, in Definitely that case, it might just her. be someone new that we'll learn about at some point. Maybe. But, or maybe it is someone from the first game and we're all idiots. I don't know. I played it so recently, I feel like I would have remembered her. She doesn't really run into any female. Like, there's yeah. Sam and the other guy. There's the old guy. There's... Yeah, she's, there's no one that age that she ever runs into. Hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. The way that the trailer set it up, it seemed like it was supposed to be this like reveal, but I did not recognize that person. Yeah. So. All right, that's all I got for news. Um, I'm excited for the Last of Us Part Two. Nothing new there. <laughs> and you guys got anything that you saw that you wanted to talk about? No, not really. Yeah, it was a pretty slow, pretty slow news week. Yeah, nothing crazy. And also, we're missing a day there. It always seems to be something big announced on Thursdays. So Thursdays, yeah, Thursdays, yeah. Tuesdays, so uh, we usually get to see that, and then later that day talk about it. But as we are filming on a Wednesday or recording on a Wednesday today, there's probably going to be some cool thing announced tomorrow that we won't get to talk about till next week. So. Oh, well, we'll see what happens. But uh, let's take a break, and then we'll come back, and we can talk about what games we've been playing lately. Sweet. Cool. Okay, we are back. 
And let's talk about what games we've been playing lately. Um, let's start with you, Derek. What have you been playing lately? So, today, I finally finished Assassin's Creed Origins. Ooh, you yeah, finished nice. it. Wow, you played a lot of that game. Holy cow. Yeah, I think 45 hours might have been the final time. What do you think? Um, I wish it was more like the like Assassin's Creed 2 to 4 games where uh, the combat was a little less RPG-like and more kind of Assassin's Creed-like. So you don't um, like the RPG style. So at first I thought I did, and then I think that it's just that the, like, it made the the mission structure feel like, I think it's maybe what, what the problem is, is they didn't update like the mission structure to go along with how the combat works. And this may, I want, I'm curious to see how things change between this and Odyssey, because um, I know the core is still the same, but I, so I'm curious to see how the missions may be. Because a lot of them, you still have those follow missions where you're following people and stuff like that. And it's like, this, this is stupid. Like, it's not Assassin's Creed anymore. Like, it's not like the old games where the game is slow and methodical. And so, like, the the build up to the you know the following to, to the investigating like there's a build up to each assassination kind of thing whereas this like the build up isn't there like half the following stuff are side missions that just don't have anything to like build up to this grand uh, kind of mission end it's just like you follow someone for five minutes and. And then you go and you kill this guy for them, and then they like you go back. It's just the the I guess it's the side missions don't fit the structure the RPG structure well. I guess hmm. I don't know. So it just it, it felt off. I guess did it feel off compared to Assassin's Creed games, or did it just feel off as a whole? It felt off. Uh, in, in I think as a whole. Okay. Um, it's just, just like they were trying to make it, it like it's not there yet, you know. Like it's not Assassin's Creed the RPG yet, and maybe you know, it's like maybe Odyssey is where they perfect it. Um, I think I, I'm curious to see if there's a jump between in quality between this and Odyssey, like there was between Assassin's Creed One and Assassin's Creed Two. Like Assassin's Creed One, they had this idea, and then in Two, they said they like nail it and maybe like this i mean this game is leagues better than assassin's creed one i'll t like i'll tell you that but um, i concur and i haven't even played it <laughs> but it feels like they you know, like yeah they had this new idea of how they want to take the game but they just didn't quite get it on the first try and that's okay like it's definitely worth playing i think because it has the, the like the historical setting is really cool and um the world is really really cool uh, but the combat just I never I never thought oh yay a boss battle <laughs> like I want to try it was just like all right let me just dodge around this guy for five minutes hitting him occasionally like there was no yeah the, the combat 
isn't there yet. I guess it doesn't feel as good as other games that have this style of combat. Hmm. And that's that's the big thing. Um, like, what I can't there's like a specific word for what or a specific style that Assassin's Creed used to be, and it's like based on like you're not actually like swinging your sword, you're pressing square, and then the game decides what kind of thing happens based on what the other person is doing. Where it's like in the in now in this game, you know, you swing your sword, and if someone's there, you hit hit them. If they're not there, you don't hit them. It's okay. it's like a little it's a little different than uh, the what the game was between two and four, and or I think actually all the way up to Syndicate, I think kind of sticks with that same combat. Uh, so I, I yeah, I'm hoping I'm gonna play Odyssey. I'm not gonna play Odyssey right away because I think I'll I'll get burnt out real quick. But <laughs> um, I'll probably jump into it maybe after like the next big game I play and kind of see to see how, how it improves and, and stuff. But it's definitely, uh, it's worth its time. If you're into Assassin's Creed, it's worth playing uh, solely on the fact that Egypt is super cool. And I never knew how cool geograph geographically Egypt is. Um, and also I didn't know, going in like what the setting was like i thought it was ancient egypt but it's actually like 80 84 bc which is like uh when cleopatra came to power oh, okay. and so it deals with cleopatra and julius caesar and i was like oh my god like I, as i was playing i was like i was starting to connect dots i was like oh this is when this happened like this is this period of egypt and rome and greece's history and i was like how did i not even figure that out like going into it um and it it also it really does tie a great knot or it, like ties together the beginning of the assassin the assassins in a really cool way and it didn't feel cheap it felt like really well done and by yeah. x a cool character this is the first game um in the assassin's creed timeline right or like this is when the assassins Kind of yeah, form. yeah, so yeah, okay. it's when the assassins form. Which now I'm like, well, what does Odyssey deal with? Because Odyssey takes place 400 years before that in Greece. So I'm oh, like, what is? <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm like, all right, that'll be interesting to see. What is like how these tie together? I'm worried that the only tie-in will be the real-world stuff, and that stuff I just don't care about. <laughs> yeah, is it? Still I don't even. What was happening in the originals? I know Desmond. Um isn't a part of the newer ones, but is it still following that same kind of story that so, is around Desmond? It's it's like, it still deals with the, the ancient beings and Abstergo, but like the characters are like completely removed from Desmond's story, I feel like now. It feels like it's starting to do a Desmond story, trying to do a Desmond story with a completely new character. Okay. and But it's just like not, it's not as... In grass like engaging as the the original desmond story was like i don't care who this person was who it is and i don't care why they're going into the animus i just want to like play the game um you do there is like a tiny little like real world gameplay section where like stuff happens and you have to like do stuff and then go back into the animus but it's just like it's like all right come on hurry up i just want to go back to the real game so I, i'm curious to see if Odyssey continues on what was 
started here. I think Desmond's dad is maybe part of it. Huh. Okay. Or someone, because I don't know. The, the there's a guy at the end uh, who has the last name Miles. I'm like, okay, is that, that's Des, Desmond was Desmond Miles. So this guy's connected to Desmond in some way. I don't know. He just shows up and then leaves. <laughs> it like oh. makes zero sense. All right. And then you play the end of the game. <laughs> yeah. But All right. I give it a solid like eight point two five. Oh wow! Okay, cool. It, it was an enjoyable game. Has room to improve. Um, but other than that, I played. Uh, you guys ever heard of what the golf? I have heard of yes. what the golf. Yeah, so that came out yesterday. I get. I think, uh, or at least that was when I first saw it on the. I knew it was coming to Switch, and then I saw it in the Switch store last night, and I was like, "Oh, I've wanted to play that." So I've been playing that. Uh, I played that a bunch last night, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It's probably one of the more fun puzzle games I've kind of played in a while. Yeah, it's... I heard it's really goofy and makes you really think out of the box, and it does a lot of really weird, fun things. Yeah, it is super goofy, and it definitely, it's like, this is a game about, like, not golf. <laughs> like, how can we make golf not golf, but still golf? Like in a puzzle y kind of way. Okay. Um, there. I, did you guys uh, ever hear of Super Hot? Yeah. 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 So there's there's an entire like subsection of levels that are are super hot, and you're like every time you hit the ball, like the other things are shooting at you, and you have to like hit them with the ball and keep going, and then every time you like beat the level, it says Super Putt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah isn't the whole thing it just kind of steals a bunch of different video game tropes and then builds a golf level around it yeah like there's a little okay. there's a little portal i think what the one i'm doing now is is like portal <laughs> uh there's portals so yeah it's 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 a fun i mean it was, it was like 15 dollars. it's a fun little fun little game that definitely you can kind of just like it's not hard enough that you have to really think about it um uh, but it's still like fun to figure out like how to do the levels in the least amount of strokes or um figure out whatever kind of puzzle they put before you mm. it's fun i would recommend it if you're looking for like something that's like a little brainless but not totally brainless all right yeah it's definitely something that i've always been interested in or like people have, i've heard people talking about it. i was like oh that sounds like something i would enjoy um but it's cool from it's cool that it's now out on Switch. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, uh, I downloaded uh, a game called Hunt Showdown, uh, which is like a multiplayer multiplayer game. Um, I feel like I haven't played enough of it to really like dive into it yet. So, but I'm gonna, so I'm going to play it more, and then I'll probably talk about it more next podcast. Is but that it's the one uh, you brought up last week. Uh, no, I, I talked about I I talked about it a little bit uh, when we played disc golf this weekend. Oh, okay, that's what it was. I remember yeah. you talking to me about it at some point. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I only played the tutorial, so I'm like, obviously haven't really played the game yet. Mm -hmm. uh, but from the tutorial, I was very intrigued. Um, it's basically like basically the premise is you're it's like uh, Escape from Tarkov, which uh, if you don't know what that is, it's like you drop into an area. You have like kind of objectives you do, 
Um, you like loot stuff, get new weapons and stuff. But if you die, you like lose everything and you lose your character, and you have to get a new character. So there's like permadeath in multiplayer. Hmm. It's an interesting, it's a cool concept, uh, and it really like raises the stakes of like how you, you know, approach playing the game. So I'm excited to to dive in and maybe get killed a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sweet. Looking forward to hearing more about that after you get to play it a bunch. Yeah, definitely. Anything else from you? Uh, nope. That is that is it. Cool. What about you, Andrew? What have you been playing? Uh, well, I too finished Assassin's Creed game, uh, Assassin's Creed Two, as it is the next one in my uh journey of playing them all in order. Uh, and uh, I mean. I suppose I didn't play anything else during this time, and Xenoblade comes out in two days. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I uh, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I am working on the review for it, but it probably won't come out for a little while at least because uh, uh, I'm moving tomorrow, and I likely won't have internet for a little while. So, mm. uh, <laughs> it'll make it a little bit difficult to work on it. Uh as I was doing it uh, just in Wix, but I have to figure out a, an alternate way to do that. Um, and then other than that, I played a little bit of the Messenger, but I'm not allowed to talk about it. So... That's right. You're not. I think we've all played a little bit of it. Um, I played the first area. I saw... Uh, Derek, you were talking about how you played through the first area. Yep. Um, I don't know if Adam started it yet or not, but cool. Yeah. But yeah, no, nothing, nothing else other than that. I've been uh, dealing with with life stuff, so yeah, big time for you. Uh, let's see, I beat Tetris Effect or the story mode on normal. Like that game is still amazing, really fun. I really enjoy just kind of putting on the headset and playing for a little bit. The last becoming level Tetris. becoming Tetris. The last level, yeah, I think you have to clear ninety six lines. It, I was in that Whoa. one level for I think it was either sixteen or eighteen minutes, something like that. Uh, and it just it varies the speed up and down there's some parts where it's very calm and you can easily line things up and you know set up to get tetrises and then there's times where it's just coming so fast that it almost hits the ground in like half a second and you are just spinning the block on top of uh where it's gonna land <laughs> yeah uh, to give you the time to figure out what the piece is and where it's gonna go um so yeah, uh, that was really, really fun. Really good experience. Again, I, that's one of those games where you just have to play it uh, to really get a sense of what it is. And it's really, really cool. I'm probably just going to keep playing that. Maybe I'll try the campaign on hard mode. Um, I There were yeah. some levels I struggled with on normal, but yeah, it's just fun and relaxing. Yeah, do, do you think you're better at Tetris now that you've you've played this? or? Uh... Uh, I think... Eric I'm probably is Tetris. <laughs> I am Tetris now. Uh, I'm probably <laughs> the same amount of good at Tetris. I think I'm better at when Tetris gets fast because of this. Okay. But just when it's at a normal speed, I'm probably about the same. I was already pretty decent at it as a whole. I like to think I'm pretty decent at Tetris, although I still don't know how to actively and correctly use T-spins, so I guess that makes me an amateur sack of shit at Tetris. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you can't say you're good at Tetris until you know and can execute a T-spin. I, I know 
what it is. I know how to do it. I don't ever intentionally set up to do T-spins. So I, I guess, guess I guess that's yeah. If you can if you know how to set it up and how to do it, then I think you're there. Okay, cool. You're choosing not to, and that's okay. Uh, other Tetris pros would would disagree with you, but you know that's your play style, and I I, mean, I, I respect that. <laughs> when I watch like <laughs> professional Tetris matches, which I do every once in a while for some reason, they're it's they're playing the NES Tetris, so I don't know if T spins were even a thing back then, and that's why I don't see them doing it. But they don't. Oh, yeah, go sure, for yeah. it. They just go for Tetrises and clearing lines. So um, maybe that's where I learned how to play it, and they don't use T spins. I think it didn't exist back then, so that's probably why they don't do it. Or obviously the maneuver existed, but you didn't get extra points or anything for it. Right, right. It did. Yeah, it didn't get you anything. Um, so yeah, Tetris Effect's really cool. The other thing I've been playing, Persona Five Royal. Um, I was talking to you a little about this, Derek, the other mm-hmm. day. It's I. It feels like it's going really slow and taking forever. Like there was a play session I had where I played for about two hours and I didn't feel like I did anything. It's just so much talking. But then I get into an area there like a lot of that. I get into an area now where I'm doing stuff in the second palace and it's really cool and I'm really enjoying it and things are happening. But I feel like there's so far I'm like 22 hours in maybe or something like that. It's just there's a lot of really slow, not great paced moments. Mm-hmm. And for a game that's 120 hours long. Uh, the pacing needs to be spot on to keep you invested for the whole thing, I feel. So we'll see. Obviously, I'm only 20% of the way through the game uh, based on time played. So we'll see if I feel better about the pacing when I'm an hour 100 as opposed to hour 20. But um, it, I slowly feel things starting to ramp up a bit and getting to a point where it's a stronger gameplay loop and a lot less people talking to you and explaining things to you. So I'm hoping that's where it gets, but at the exact point that I'm at right now, uh, it's cool. I'm pretty sure I'm about to get a new character in the next hour or so, hopefully. Um, so that's exciting stuff. It's finally get, it'll be my fifth character. So and the party is four active characters. So I'll be able to swap someone out and figure out how that all works and whatnot. So I'm excited and still enjoying it quite a bit. Um, I think the pacing just had me a little down for like, it was even only like one play session that I was feeling that way, but as a whole, I'm still really, really enjoying it. Music's still real good style. Yeah, it is. Top tier. Um, yeah, that's really it for me. Nothing. I am very much looking forward to your final, like opinion and feeling on the game, because I've been back and forth about if I want to play this for a long time and okay. from everything you've talked about so far it sounds like i wouldn't make it but if i feel like no if knowing that the journey is in fact worthy of the destination i i might force myself to to go through to go through it but yeah uh, yeah I mean, for... while i've had these moments of being like oh man this is a little bit of a slog there's still always enough there in my sight to keep me going and pushing me towards like pockets of really amazing good stuff. So mm-hmm. um, okay, there's always something bringing me back and making me excited to keep playing, even though there are moments where I'm just like, I wish this was going a little bit faster. Uh, but like I said, only 20 hours into a 120 hour game, there's still so much to be played 
and yeah, I'll, I'll give you my, I'll give you <laughs> updates as I go, obviously, but then my final verdict on it can be your deciding factor. If you want to <laughs> tackle this behemoth. Yeah. I, I mean, after, after roasts of Tuchima, I got a good month of, of nothing, you know, to look forward to. So, okay. That was my plan for Sona time. I do not think I will have it done by the time. I definitely won't have it done by the time Last of Us comes out. We'll see if I'm done by the time Ghost of Tsushima comes out. Um, Depends on how long I end up playing The Last of Us for. Mm, That's true. That could delay. Yeah, that's it for me. Um, Let's just move right into the main topic for the episode. Andrew's top five video games of all time. Andrew, that's me. Take it away. All right. Um, so I kind of did what you guys did, and I struggled. Um, it's very, very difficult to look at all these games and say, I definitely like this one more. Uh, but i that's basically what I had to do. I just kind of looked at all of them, and I was like, okay, I enjoy playing this one more than the last one and i like this better and so i i don't know i my my list is always always constantly changing it looks way different than it did two weeks ago and then that looked way different than it did you know two weeks before that so (laughs) uh it's all pretty arbitrary in the grand scheme of things because every single one of these is like so incrementally spaced apart from each other that on any given day they could swip swip that's not a word uh flip uh, but I do want to give an honorable mention to Xenoblade Chronicles. So for the purpose of this list, I excluded games that I've never played. So even though I love Xenoblade Chronicles to death, I've never actually played it because it came out in fucking 2012 on the Wii. So uh, I'd never got the chance to play it, and I've only ever seen playthroughs of it, but I'm very much looking forward to playing it uh, come this Friday. Um, so for Would that you reason... say that you're really feeling it? I am. I am very much feeling it. <laughs> uh, otherwise, that would be up here. Uh, but uh, with that being said, the number five game on my list is Final Fantasy Fifteen. Ooh. All right. Okay. So, uh, uh, Derek, you've played Final Fantasy Fifteen, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you, you liked a good amount, right? I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. We're all Final Fantasy Fifteen fans here. Yes. So yeah, why did why did you love? Why is it your number five game ever? Uh, well, it was I think so. You have that theory that you said about everyone's first Final Fantasy being their favorite. Yes. So I did some I did some that. did some digging. This is my second Final Fantasy game. What was your first? Final I Fantasy played game? Final Fantasy four first. Did you beat it? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I, I I did what I did with all other Final Fantasy games, and I played until I couldn't get past his part, and then I looked up the rest. <laughs> uh, um, but so yeah, for all intents and purposes, I finished Final Fantasy IV, uh, and then played fifteen the day that it came out. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Like I've never. I think I was maybe eighteen at the time. And all I'd really played up until then were Nintendo games, because uh, that's what I grew up with. And then when I was 15, I want to say, no, no, it, it must have been only like a year or two before then was when I first bought my PS4. And right around then was when I got addicted to League of Legends. 
So even though I had my PS4, I wasn't really using it for a lot of the games that were there. So this is like one of the first like big AAA games that wasn't a Nintendo game uh, that I played. So this is like the first like uh, big like cinematic you know game that I played. Uh, and so I just really quickly fell in love with all of the characters. You know the fucking bromance between all four of them. <laughs> I amazing. love it so much. <laughs> Just like, you know, driving the regalia down and like even doing side quests, staying when you have to save by staying at a motel, that was like really cool to me. And then having like conversations with your with your bros sitting on the roof under the starry sky, setting up camp, cooking food. And then it was just awesome. And then the world itself was great. I didn't watch any of the um, any of like the (laughs) The extended works. Yeah. Yeah. But I still just like everything about it the the world i wanted to explore a lot i loved all of the characters the music oh the the i had the one of the dynamic themes on my ps4 for years that plays the uh the instrumental somnus theme mm. i don't know if that means anything to you i think i know what you're talking about yeah uh but i still listen to that song all the time um but sure the story's not super great or well told but i was able to look past that because I'm used to nonsense in my video games. <laughs> uh, but the combat in this game is one of the most fun things that I've ever done in a video game. A lot of people say it's you know pretty button mashy, but I'm fine with that because I'm a simple brain. Uh, but I love teleporting around, being a fucking like, wizard, and then just like switching weapons on the fly, and then using your... Uh... It's been a really long time, so I don't remember... Uh, all of the mechanics super well, but using the uh, your abilities as uh, as the friends too, uh, and how they all like give each other little high fives and shit. Yeah. It just it was the first video game that I played where I really was able to notice and appreciate all of the hid t- small details. Um, and uh, I don't know, it just it just hit me. Yeah, in a different way. I think I want to replay it soon because I played the vanilla version of it and they went in and added and tweaked a whole bunch of stuff to it since it came out and yeah i've heard that it's pretty dang good now um yeah that too is like it's like even better than it was it's one of the only games that i am constantly thinking about wanting to go back and replay because i don't replay games a lot uh because like once I've had an experience of the game, it's hard for me to recapture that on a second playthrough. Mm. Uh, I think I might be far Final enough Fantasy removed 15. from it at this point where it could be a fresh yeah. experience again. I've like especially with the updates too. Like it's been like I said, it's been you know four or so years since I've played it, mm. uh, and I, I go back every every once in a while to show people. But like I never did the post game stuff, uh, and I I just really want to to go back and experience it again. Especially after playing Seven Remake, yeah, I would love to. Be I like to the combat in that game, but I just think that Fifteen's is more fun. Um, the full version of it is on Xbox Game Pass, so oh, yeah. I might I might uh, download it and play nice. it through that. How did you play it the first time? Uh, I bought it on Xbox One. Oh, I didn't know it came out for that. Yeah, oh, okay. I think. That was the first... No, 13. Final Fantasy 13 was the first time it was n- not just a PlayStation exclusive and that it came yeah. to Xbox as well. That was a big deal. I remember that. Getting Final Fantasy imagine. 13 on the Xbox and just being like, we're here, we did it. Uh, 
Yeah, but so while it wasn't my first Final Fantasy, it is my favorite. Cool. Yeah, I still uh, and I have I uh I named all of my my water content cups at work uh after characters from things and four each each one is like a set of four, and so I named a few after Noctis, Ignis, Prompto, and Gladiolus. Nice. Just because it was like a, it's like a cool little nun. I have some <laughs> named after the South Park guys, some after the Earthbound cast. You know, you know how it is. Sure do. Uh, yeah. So, love that game. But, cool. Uh, so number four is Persona Five Royal. Nice. And I, even though I haven't, you know, like played all the way through Royal, I can already tell that there's no reason to put the first one in there above it. Because the things from what I have played from Royal, the changes that they made are monumental. Like the in terms of not only the added story content and characters and stuff, but the gameplay mechanics that they changed, the quality of life improvements, everything about it is just a real step above uh, Persona Five, the original. But like I've said before, uh, it's my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. Easy, I could just throw that on and jam to it whenever. I have like a, a CD that came with the Royal Special Edition uh, for the new tracks in the game. Uh, and I pop that in my car sometimes and, and jam out because oh, I wish that this soundtrack was on Spotify, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, similar to Final Fantasy XV, uh, I just fell in love with the characters super fast. The Like you were saying earlier about your experience with it, the style is unmatched. Yeah, uh, it's really cool. Yeah, like everything it was another game where i just was able to pick apart all of the tiny details uh and just everything about it is awesome uh the story you know love it or hate it it's not it's not a terrible story it's not you know groundbreaking either but like it's cool uh but like i said the characters uh just really really uh elevate this game over other jrpgs um and then the uh, the gameplay itself was awesome, uh, and the improvements that they made into Royal uh, make it even more awesome. Uh, and I wasn't able, I didn't, uh, I didn't really mind the completion time because, you know, I just enjoyed it all the way through anyway. Uh, and then the pacing, take it or leave it. Hmm. Uh, I like I like I have expressed to you in the past, Jeff. I am very non-critical of things, so I'm able most of the time to, you know, kind of look past certain aspects of a thing that I like. So that's fair. There's though my top five list has plenty of games that are by no means perfect. Oh yeah. And everything is subjective. So, uh, yeah, it feels, uh, it feels weird to leave it on such a short, you know, kind of description, but we've basically talked ad nauseum about it already, especially yeah. with you playing it. We've been talking about it a lot yeah. and I don't want you to go too much into detail about late game things that could be oh yeah parts exactly. of why you love it so yeah no there's no i will i am definitely not going to spoil things for anybody with anything <laughs> uh so yeah that's uh i guess that's all about it that i have to say with uh persona nice so number three is okami hd i guess uh, just okami uh, in general have not played that game you, you gotta it's so it's I in our oh boy it is uh it's in the it's not in the hat it's in the the, the hat, it's, hat. It's, it's in, in the, it's in the hat containing hat yes yes 
Um, yeah, no. Uh, Okami is one of the best Zelda games I've ever played. <laughs> uh, it's just everything about it. It's it's charm. It's like a Zelda game, but if it had an actual like heartwarming story, that's like good. And everything in the game is connected to Japanese mythos, which is even more awesome. Uh, like I was saying, I'm a sucker for mythology, and that's why I love God of War and uh, the Assassin's Creed games. Uh, just like anything with mythology puts everything a peg up above other things, uh, and Okami is no different, especially since I, I know in general so little about Japanese mythology. But if you like do the research, almost every single character in this game that's notable is based on some story from Japanese mythos or some, you know, prominent character, even the, uh, the main character, Amaterasu and, uh, a couple, I think another character and then an object are all references. There's like this story about, um, like three brothers or something and they're, they all have specific names. Uh, but it was cool for me to draw those connections, uh, to, naruto which is a show i've watched a ton of uh and there's like different things that are named similar things uh in japanese uh that i was able to draw connections to uh but excuse me my cat just be out of me uh but uh you play as a wolf which is fucking awesome and you're also god which is even more awesome uh so <laughs> the brush techniques uh part of the game is really fun and it really adds a lot to uh to puzzle solving and exploring the world not only that but combat the way that they weave that into every single aspect of the game is pretty beautiful uh the art itself is beautiful the art direction for this game is gorgeous and i love looking at it uh um Let's see. Uh, this is another one of those games where I could play the fishing mini game for hours, and I have. I literally, <laughs> when I played through it, uh, you know, this past when was it? It wasn't. It was I probably close to a year ago um, when I was playing through it a little bit. I played the fishing mini game for probably three or four hours just in a row and grinded money because what you, the only reason that you do the fishing mini game is to get money. So I just like had basically more money than i needed for the rest of the game i don't know what it is uh, about fishing in video games but dude i don't know. i get so hooked and i just love to do it uh, that was another big one in final fantasy 15 was i spent a lot of yeah. time fishing yeah that final fantasy 15 as well uh but okami i spent so much time doing the fishing game uh but it's so it's super cool there's a lot of references to other works uh by capcom there's a lot of beautiful joe references in there which is awesome because beautiful joe is another one of my favorite games uh and just everything about it is is awesome and like i said super super heartwarming story the says so much charm it's just it's so good mm-hmm. and i we definitely need to get it in the hat at some point <laughs> it'll, it'll maybe probably work its way in there at some point yeah maybe i'll just throw it in there next time instead of randomizing it Wink. yeah <laughs> uh okay well, number two is Hollow Knight. Ooh, number two is Hollow Knight. Yeah. Okay. I love that game. We all love that uh, yeah. game. Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about it so much. I, yeah. We like we like. I don't know what more we really need to say because we've talked about it so much already, and that's why I wanted to do a top ten from me because like we've already talked about so many of these games. Uh. 
but no hollow knight uh i knew i remember years ago watching my friend play it and thinking it looked really awesome and then i bought it on steam and never played it and then once it came out for switch i instantly bought it and downloaded it, and playing it. <laughs> i did the same exact thing yeah so uh it was just everything it's like we've said before it's just a perfect video game like it's it's amazing to play through it's one of the only games that i've in recent memory that i've actively attempted 100 percent and and uh, at one point i had achieved 100 percent uh, I think it was 107% was the max, but now that they've added more DLC, it's like 112 or something. But there's no way I'm going to be able to do that because it's all like super hard mode boss gauntlets and shit. <laughs> uh, but in, te- in general, the regular game, uh, it's well-balanced. It's like the creativity you can do with the charm builds are amazing. Uh, everything about the world, the world building, the music is great, the... Even the characters, like the the story and characters, aren't really super pronounced throughout the game. But the things that you do, uh, you know, interact with them, um, are just super cool. And like, it just adds a lot of life to the game where it's otherwise would seem on the on a surface level like this kind of bleak landscape. But everything is is super rich. It's all very charming. Yeah, not quite literally sometimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's easily one of the best games I've ever played, uh, and just I, I also think about wanting to replay that game all the time. I started to do a Steel Soul run, I think, a little while ago, um, and then I stopped for whatever die? reason. Or no, I didn't. Stopped? I didn't die. I just stopped. I don't remember why I didn't go back to it. Maybe I was playing another game, but uh, I still want to do that at some point. And it's Silk Song, oh man. Oh, I can't wait for I that. Can, I cannot wait for Silk Song. Eagerly awaiting new it. news about it every but day. Yeah. Oh. Hollow Knight was the game where I was getting wildly frustrated, throwing my face into a wall, trying to beat bosses, but still going. Like, just, just because I knew I could do it, hmm. but it just wasn't happening at the time. Uh, and then once you do manage to pull it off, is super satisfying. Uh but yeah, we've uh, we've talked at length about that game, so it's a good video game. It's a super good video game. All right, so number one, Wind Waker HD. Ooh, he put it at number one. Wow. Sure All and right. Now, it may come as a maybe a shock to some people that what was previously touted as tied for my favorite game earthbound did not appear on this list yeah yeah that's interesting smash bros also i was expecting to appear somewhere and did not oh yeah i with uh i meant to clarify on that i also kind of excluded games that i consider like service games like smash and league okay just because like they're i don't know it's it's like different for me i i kind of see video games nowadays more as an experience and so the experience of playing Smash to me is less is more like a sport than it is a video game. Fair. So for that reason, I didn't include it. Uh, and then the League, I hate playing League of Legends, so <laughs> I no longer consider that to be one of my favorite games. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, with Earthbound, though, I was looking at all my games and I was thinking about why I loved it so much. And I think... I realized something about myself, like personally, and it was that uh, when I discovered Earthbound back in like middle or high school, 
I like kind of, it was this thing that nobody else knew about. So I held it in this high regard, uh, almost like out of a pretentious, like desire to have this thing that only I knew about. And so like when people like be a hipster about it, almost when people ask me like, mm-hmm. Oh, what's your, what's your favorite game? I'd be like, Oh, have you heard played this game from 94 that no one's ever heard of that in my age group? So I, I kind of like, I looked at it and then I realized I, de- I do not enjoy playing Earthbound as much as I enjoy all of these other games. Uh, and so, you know, I think part of the reason I was so high on it too was because I played it through all the way for the first time last year. Uh, so it was kind of that recency bias too. Mm. Um, but I realized I am not that person anymore and I enjoy playing all of these other games far more. So... It's still, don't get me wrong, still one of my favorite games. And like I said, all of these can flip-flop and are so close together that who knows? Maybe next week it'll be in, in there. So, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, not today. I, uh, I am done. Not done, but I am not super high on Earthbound as of right now. Like As of right now, I don't really have any desire to replay it. Whereas every other game on this list, I do. So... Fair. Anyway, Wind Waker. Wind Waker, the game so that's Wind been Waker. on all of our lists. Correct, and for good reason, because oh man, Wind Waker is my childhood. Whenever when I played the the collector's edition Zelda, like playing the twenty minute demo was like almost mystifying to me. Like everything about Wind Waker's graphics and sound effects and like just visual style and its charm was so appealing to me compared to the other Zeldas, especially because. I was trying to play, you know, Ocarina and Majora's Mask when I was a kid. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So, like, I didn't get very far in either of those games. But then when Wind Waker came along, I was actually able to get somewhere. And kind of like you, Derek, I thought that the the Tower of Gods was the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, what now? (laughs) And so then, like, it's just, like, this whole, you know, open world to explore. But everything about that game is my favorite in all of Zelda. The music, the character designs, the graphics, the even the setting. Like I always loved sailing. You know, a lot of people will say that it's the worst part of that game, but I love it. Uh, I love the music. I love the the little barrels with rupees that that appear when you when you are just going from point A to point B. I love feeding the fish and having them say yeah, wisecracks yeah. to you. <laughs> yeah, man, just everything about it. The that um that opening song is probably my favorite Zelda song. Yeah, it's mm. up there for me, absolutely. And the the version that plays in the credits where it's kind of mixed with Errol's theme, oh, superb. <laughs> and uh, so I I talked about how I don't really replay games. I've probably played Wind Waker like six or seven times all the way through. Yeah, that's more than I can say for any other game. I think at ma- at most the only uh every other game i've only played two times max yeah wind waker and final fantasy 7 are i don't know which one i would have played more but they're both at least over five that yeah. i've played through like i don't know what it is it's like every time i i oh, i'm always thinking about it i want to i'm wearing a wind waker shirt right now i want to like <laughs> i just always want to be playing that game i remember i got the hd version because it was during that mario kart 8 promotion thing where they were like here you pick one of these four games you get for free mm-hmm. uh and i remember jeff you were like well i don't want any of these so here have my code and i got that and pikmin 3 wait really oh i yeah. must have already had them then because i had pikmin 3 and i had wind waker 
Yeah. I, mean, I must not have wanted whatever the other games were. Yeah, I think the other ones were like We Party You or something yep, like that. Nope. Don't want that. Maybe Game and Wario. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> either way. No thanks. <laughs> yeah, either either way, I got Wind Waker for free and then played it and probably almost 100%ed it from memory and then had to look up a few things. I think probably nowadays I can't do that because my brain is all over the place. But, but yeah, the fucking Link in that game is just so expressive compared to the rest of the zelda games he is the best link the the story is like so it's like it seems like it would be such a lighthearted zelda game and then it's like dark too and like the story gets serious and you fucking stab ganon in the forehead that final boss is one of my favorite final bosses in all of games and the the final boss theme is one of my favorite final boss themes in all the games it's just all of it is like epic and like so like oddly grandiose in this you know zelda game so, I don't know, man. Heck yeah, Wind Waker, best Wind Zelda. It's my, it's my fucking childhood. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. All right, so nice. Them's, them's be my games. What was your 6 through 10? Uh, I'll run you through my 6 through 20. Oh, boy. Uh, so, <laughs> number 6, Majora's Mask. Uh, 7, Earthbound. 8, Horizon Zero Dawn. 9, Star Fox Adventures. 10, God... Oops, I let go of my button. God of Oops. <laughs> 10, God of War. Uh, 11, Celeste. 12, Breath of the Wild. 13, Xenoblade Chronicles 2. 14, The Last of Us. 15, Beautiful Joe. 16, Shovel Knight. 17, The Outer Wilds. Ooh. Uh, 18, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. 19, Pokemon Heart Gold. And 20, Metroid Prime. Very cool. Yeah. I love how diverse all of our lists are. It's it's wild, man. Yeah. It's so all over the place. But, it's great. But yet, like, still kind of similar in some aspects. It's Wind cool. Waker's three for three, baby. Yeah, right. Wind Waker is that which binds us. <laughs> we live and die by the Wind Waker. Cool. All right. All well, right. thank you for that, Andrew. Yeah. It's I, uh, good I enjoyed struggling through putting that list together. Would you like to challenge Derek and I to some trivia? Oh, I almost forgot I was doing that. So, yes. Oh, baby. Let's All right. Go. I have played. Hang on. What do, uh, Persona. Four out of five. What was the I one? Haven't... I... Oh, I haven't played Okami. Okami. Okay, I played Okami, four out of five. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, some of these are pretty easy. Some of them you might not get. So, we'll see how this goes. Is this uh, Andrew's redemption? We'll see. Question number one. What is the name of Joker's persona? The one I thought he's... Adam was going to be here, so I was throwing this in for him because I thought he will definitely get this one. The one that he starts with? Yeah. Okay, because, you know, he can have a lot of personas. That's his yes, whole thing. I know, but for the general consumer, they might not know that. So. Okay. I'm I'm good, I know. Yeah, Derek, you good? I, I, I do not know. Uh, um... Well, oof. Think about Smash Bros. Yeah, that was my big thing. As I was like, it's in Smash. Yeah, I don't think I've played as Joker. I have 200,000 GSP as Joker. For comparison, uh, if you are number one with GSP, you are the worst in the world, and my cloud is over 6 million. I will repeat, 200,000. <laughs> I am very bad at Joker. <laughs> All right. Uh, Derek, you ready? 
Yeah. Give me an answer. I said all for one. <laughs> all right, Jeff, tell him what it is. Arsen! Arsen? Yeah, yeah, got it. Yeah, it's like uh, all the personas for the main characters are based on like real life thieves, I think. Oh, he's, got so he's like an hat. arsonist. Yeah, like uh, Ryuji's his Captain Kid, you know? Oh, okay, okay. Something like that. All right, so Carmen Jeff, San Diego. Yeah. I got Jeff one. Jeff with, uh, with one point, and Derek with zero. All right, Let's question go. number two. In Okami, each of the 13 brush gods represents one power. What does Amaterasu represent? What does, uh, okay. Like, what is she the god of? Okay, I think I know. Maybe. I don't know. Derek, you play, did you play Okami? Nope. Oh, okay, so you probably don't know either. Yeah. I've got a good guess. I've got I, a have good a, guess. I have a yeah. guess. All right, hit me, Jeff. I think it's wind. Derek? I went with water. Uh, you're both wrong. It's the sun. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Yeah, I would have never gotten that. It's on the box art. Uh, oh, yeah, there is a sun, huh? Yeah. Yeah, right. Armaterasu is uh, not only the god and mother to us all, but the god of the sun. Hmm. So, all right, still Jeff with one. I'm pretty sure you both know the answer to this next question. So, beginning its 10 year long development hell, Final Fantasy 15 was originally revealed under what title? Uh, that's, a, that's an easy one. Yeah. I like it. It's a good one. Derek? Do you know? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, now I almost. Almost. I've got it now. Okay. All right. Why don't you both just shout it out? One, two, three. Final. Final Fantasy, Fantasy versus thirteen. 13. Versus. Ooh, Derek is right. Oh my fucking god! You're not gonna give me that? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Hey man, you said it in the wrong order. That's so, not my fault. I had it as 13 verses, and I was like, no, it's verses 13. Ooh. I feel like since you both like clearly knew it, the fact that you fucked that up, I have Whatever. to detract it for you. Can I have a half point? <laughs> uh, no. Come on. Uh, all right, so now we're tied. God damn it. This is stupid. <laughs> hey, man, listen, I went back and I listened to the to the top 10 games of the decade episode to see if we brought this up, and you did, and you got the name right, so don't blame me. Damn it. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is where it gets a little bit trickier. So question number four. So everyone knows that in the Wind Waker's second quest, Link wears his pajamas for the whole game. But there are four other notable differences that are often glossed over. Can you name these differences? All oh, four boy. of them? I will give you one point for naming one of them and two points for naming all of them because I honestly think you probably might not even get one. But I don't we'll think see. I'm going to get one. Um, I, know, I know one of them. Ooh. Uh... Yeah, like when I was looking over them, I was like, oh, yeah, I know, I know some of these. So... Uh, okay, I think I have an idea of two of them. Yeah, name as uh, as many as you can. Uh, okay, I guess I'll I'll just yeah. yeah. All good. Should we should we go back and forth? Uh, so it's not one of us spouting four things. I mean, I only sure. have one. I'm only gonna say one because I don't. Oh, okay. right. I only know one. Yeah, you go for it, Derek. Okay. Uh, all the all the Hylian is in English when it's when instead of of Hylian. 
All right, and Jeff? Uh, okay, so I had the enemies do more damage. I had um, the... What was the other one? I had at least one more. I don't know. I'm just going to go with that one. The enemies do more damage. Uh, well, Derek gets one point. Uh, the Hylian text is translated into English in the second playthrough. Uh, Jeff, you're just, I think you're thinking of hero mode, which is They're not the same thing. thing? No. Not the same thing. Oh, man. Oh, well. Um, but the other things that are different is that Errol wears her pirate outfit, which is just the second outfit that she wears during the game uh, for the whole time. Uh, you start with the Picto box and all of the figurines that you previously unlocked during your uh, first run. And then all sunken treasure found via treasure charts are in different locations and often farther away from islands. Ah, okay. I knew none of that. Uh, yeah, when I was uh, when I was looking through it, I was like, oh yeah, I know some of these. So, all right. So Derek with two points and Jeff with one, leading us into number five. So in Hollow Knight. The Crystal Crawler enemy shares its crawling sound effect with what creature from Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time? Uh, oh, I know. Ooh, but does Derek know? Uh, <sighs> maybe. <laughs> I don't have a name. Okay. Actually, I'm probably completely wrong. All right. Well, Derek, why don't you why don't you take your guess? Is is there like a like a creepy crawly enemy uh, boss that like crawls around? Mag 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 Magdaros, or is that is that a different game? I have no idea what that is. Yeah, I, <laughs> Magdaros. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, is it the skull Tula? Uh, can you be more specific? The uh, the ones that give you the tokens. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Yeah, it's the gold skull Tula. Okay, okay, cool. Yay! We forced yeah. the tiebreaker. <laughs> you sure did. Uh, all right. Yeah. So, the tiebreaker in Majora's Mask. What is the minimum amount of cycles required to complete the game? Oh. Assuming you're, like, really fucking good at it. Um, okay, let me see. One. Hold on. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... Don't count too loud. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't count out Wait. loud. Uh... Hold on. I, I, my internet cut out, and I did not hear the question. You didn't get a look. Uh, no, uh, in Majora's Mask, what is the minimum amount of cycles required to complete the game? Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I have a guess. Does uh, Derek? Guess? Yeah, I've, I've got a guess. All right. Uh, Derek, hit me first. I'm going to go with six. Jeff? I was going to guess four. But I'm sticking with four. <laughs> it's four. Oh! Ah! I was my assumption is so. There's obviously the first one where you have to get all the way down to the end, and then my assumption yes. was that you could do two dungeons in a single time loop if you're really good, 
and then so that's three and then the last one is you go and do whatever the last thing is that is pretty much exactly right <clears throat> nice all right so jeff wins trivia we did it boys <laughs> what do you the host of the podcast now has more wins than some of the guests oh oof. Not, none none of us four but oh oh thank god <laughs> no Derek. three i gotta be close uh, to can... adam i think I can bring up the standings. Uh, it is now myself with nine, Adam with four, Derek with six, and Jeff with now two. Yeah, we're nice. doing it. I forgot I, I won a few in a row. <laughs> yeah, you were crushing yeah. for a little bit. For a while, I think it was you and me going back and forth. Yeah. Andrew, you have officially redeemed yourself. That was good trivia. Yeah, that Thanks. was much better trivia. Well I still done. stand by that Earthbound was fine and you guys are wussies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, cool. Well, this is a short one for us, but, you know. Yeah, uh, I don't really have a lot of super in-depth thoughts about my It was more so games. that none of us are playing any new crazy games and that there wasn't That's a lot true. of news. So right, I think, right. I think the, the latter segment went about the same as everyone else, but there just wasn't as much in the front end. Um I recently, actually, this wasn't recently, this was like back in March, I guessed it on my brother's podcast, What Did We Miss?, where they talk about things in pop culture that they had either never seen or watched or read or played, different, all sorts of different, yep, all sorts of different media, Uh, and they did an episode on Sam and Max Hit the Road, a LucasArts point-and-click adventure game from the 90s, and they had me on as a guest. That's going to be dropping... This upcoming Wednesday, I think, June 3rd, right, is what we said that date was. So check out anywhere you can find podcasts. Look for the podcast, What Did We Miss? If you want to hear my episode uh, about Sam and Max Hit the Road. And you can hear my opinions about that game. It's really, I think it was a really good episode. It was a really good conversation between Matt, Tony, and myself. Uh, I'll do another reminder next week because it'll be already out by the time. So obviously, if you forget. Don't worry, I'll remind you all. Uh, you can check out our website, thegamesharks.com, where we upload articles on all sorts of video game-related things. I ha- just thought of a cool idea for one that I want to write sometime, hopefully in the next week. Andrew's working on his Assassin's Creed 2 review. Derek is still brewing something in his head. I don't know, he's been talking about that he wants to write something and still hasn't <laughs> done anything. Um, you can check out our Instagram, Game Sharks Podcast, where this week you'll be able to find a great picture of Andrew showcasing that, I taken yet. that he hasn't taken yet, showcasing one of his favorite games of all time in some fashion. It'll be really fun. If he has a strategy guide, multiple. that would be cool. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I do not own any strategy guides. I'm sorry to disappoint. Uh, lastly, you can get in touch with us at the email address, GameSharksPodcast at Yahoo.com. There, you can send us trivia questions. You can send us questions for us to discuss. We've had some really good ones lately between Steve and Dan. Some really good discussion points. I really appreciate that, guys. Or just any general comments that you want to leave for us, anything like that. Uh, Yeah, so that's it for this episode 22. We will be here next week talking about something. PlayStation 5, maybe? Will we finally get to see it? Who knows? It's going to be great. All right, guys. We will see you then. Goodbye. Adiós.